<laughs> yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Husk, what's up? Living your truth. I know what I want and I know what I need. Living my truth is really hard, but it's setting me free. Ain't got no time for the faking, cause the love is the point. The love, if they baby. knock me down, then I, I get up. Dust myself off, love myself in the best way. They want you to fall and have nothing to say. Don't make a move, don't make a move, don't make a sound. Don't make a sound. I've come too far, I've come too far to give up now. I know that's right. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I hope you're doing even better than that. Today's show is on anger management. First, let me say hello to everybody. All of y'all up there, I see y'all. Everybody right here in the middle, I see you. And down low right here, I see y'all. Y'all look good. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being here on this lovely Saturday as we are here every Saturday. But I never want to let y'all think that I'm taking y'all for granted. So I got to shout you out and I got to point you out and say, I see you. I see you. Okay, today's show, Anger Management. Look, we all feel things. We all feel these things. They're called emotions. These emotions sometimes can really, you know, they can drive us to do things. Um, they have driven me to do things, good things and bad things. And so managing my anger was never really my strong suit when I was younger. I failed miserably. Um, it was a part of me that I never really quite understood. As I grew up, I knew that I felt this buildup that would happen inside of me when I would get it, you know, upset. And um, my issue was uh, I wanted to break things. That was my issue with myself. I wanted to, you know, you know, break a pencil, break a pen. I just wanted to like break something. Um, did it help? I think in the moment, perhaps, but not really. Right. That stuff doesn't really work. Breaking things, destroying things, that stuff doesn't work. And so as a young kid growing up, I was into, you know, sports and, you know, video games, you know, uh, things like that, hanging out, playing kickball in the street with the fellas. Um, and that was pretty much the extent of what we would do um, every weekend. And so as I got older, I um, realized that, the buildup was becoming more and more and my outbursts were becoming more and more aggressive. Now, as I got older to my late teens, I would ask my mom and talk to my mom about this sort of thing. And she'd be like, oh, you're just like your father. <laughs> I'd be like, OK, but I don't know him. So we can't even go there. I can laugh about this now, kind of. However, when I think about a lot of the things that I was around as a child while they were together, it was a lot of violence. It was a lot of anger. Um, and they say that we are what we consume. Just because a little baby or toddler or smaller child um, may not be able to communicate like adults, it doesn't mean that they 
cannot be impacted by the actions of adults, by the things that we say, by the way that we carry ourselves. I was just talking to my wife earlier. I was on Instagram and um, all I said to her was, I feel like our future is in trouble as it pertains to, you know, our grandkids and kids and whatnot. And it's because when I opened up the gram, the first thing I saw is a very voluptuous woman with maybe quadruple D breasts. And, you know, it was what she was doing more so. Um, if y'all been on Instagram, you know, Instagram, you got it's full of entertainment. Let's just call it what it is. And so to me, I felt that statement was correct for me at the time because I was just like, I wonder what a child thinks when they open up Instagram. And this is, of course, given that they don't have any parental controls on. But the point is, is that we are what we consume. So when we're always seeing or, you know, absorbing something in some way, shape or form, it's going to show itself in our behaviors. I mean, we see it on Instagram all the time. We see it on platforms like that. You see the older generation doing things. And then, of course, you got the generation below that generation coming up and they're doing the exact same things, but they're pushing the envelope. This evolution. So I'm not shading it. I'm just pointing it out and saying that's evolution. That's what happens when we consume the same thing or a lot of the same thing over and over and over. Right. Wash and repeat. Wash, rinse and repeat. So for me, anger management has been something that I didn't have to go somewhere to get it, though I have been there, too. (laughs) But more importantly, I wanted to get better as a person. And so, yeah, I had to inquire about my father and talk to my mom about the things that he would do when they were together. I had to understand this because I wanted to know if there was any parallel in my behaviors to his behaviors. And she would tell me often while I was growing up, not to hurt my feelings, but she would say, you know what? Your dad would do the same thing or your dad would do things like that. So I'm definitely still blown away that a child, um, a smaller human being can still be impacted by an adult's actions, verbal or nonverbal. That to me is fascinating. It just is. It's fascinating. And so am I blaming everything that I've been through on his absence? No, we're not doing that. I'm an adult. I know what's right and what's wrong. But with this particular conversation on today's show, as we discuss anger management and how to manage it, um, I thought that was all significant. When it comes to managing my anger now or being upset or being annoyed, irritable, call it whatever you want, bent out of shape. When it comes to managing my emotions now, the things that I definitely can, well, the things that I do use, one, meditation, for sure. You may have heard me say that before on this show. If you're just now tuning in, this is Living Your Truth. I am Tavares. Welcome to the show. Today, we're talking about anger management and all of the stuff that goes into it, right? The struggles that come with it. Oh, I've struggled. Make no mistake. I've struggled with it because who wants to be mad? I don't think anybody wants to be mad. We don't wake up and say, hey, you know, I'm going to be mad today. Hell yeah. going to be hella mad today. Hell yeah. Nah, ain't nobody doing that. We don't do that. So I wanted to better myself, be better at being myself. And so um, I had to do the hard work. 
And you got to do the hard work. And we're going to talk about what that is. Don't move. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. We'll be right back. Sit tight. We're paying some bills and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. I am him. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you all again for being here with me on this Saturday as we talk about anger management. So I wanted to touch on a few things. You know, I like to you know give y'all statistics and things like that. So roughly 22 million Americans, 8.9% of the adult population has impulsive anger issues and easy access to guns. That's scary. We can unpack this for a quick second. Um, that is what we are experiencing in this current climate. Um, many people know that gun violence, violence uh, is on the rise. It seems like it's more so since the pandemic. Um, and look, this is why I'm bringing up this topic. Not only is it relative to the absence of my father, it's also relevant to the person I used to be and the person I'm becoming now. See, I'm never to forget where I've come from. The moment I do, for me, I'm just talking about me, that is very detrimental, I believe, to me, to my existence, to my vibration. So I have been doing extra work to not get comfortable with myself, no matter how great my progress, okay? That's just how I treat me. It's important to me that way. So we're talking about anger management and some stats. So what is the success rate of anger management? Someone asked me that earlier. And uh, well, first, anger management has been, well, it's been studied, been being studied since the late 1970s. Uh, In modern times, the concept of controlling anger was translated into anger management programs based on the research of psychologists. Classical psychotherapy-based anger management interventions, all that originated in the 1970s. So when it comes to research and studied, um, when people talk about, you know, what's the success rate? Does it work? Now, look, I'm reading some of these stats right now, but for me, the job, I believe, is never done. I just don't think it's ever done, at least for me. Remember, I just said a moment ago, I don't get comfortable with myself too often at all because I feel it's detrimental to my energy, my vibration, how I move, right? And of course, what comes my way. And so uh, several large analysis of the published research suggests that overall, excuse me, approximately 75% of people receiving anger management therapy improved as a result. Okay, this is according to the APA.org. Okay, um, I have no comment about that whatsoever. I can only speak to my own experiences. Um, do I still get angry, you ask? No, I get mad. For me, there's a difference. There's, there's levels to this. Me being mad allows me to say, okay, be mad, take inventory, get over it, Tavares. That's me being mad. Um, me being annoyed looks like I have an attitude. That's me being annoyed or irritable. I do get hangry. For those that don't know what hangry is, that's hungry and angry together. Um, I like to eat. I like to stay full or somewhat full. So I don't like to get hungry. I, I can't stand that feeling. 
I digress. So anger management also, um, I mean, really, let's go back to the roughly 22 million Americans impulsive anger issues. We all know someone like this. You may be the one someone knows like this. I don't want you to feel like anything is wrong with you or like you're going crazy. I want you to understand that there are methods and routines and, you know, things, healthy things that we can do. I mentioned earlier meditation. I run every day as well as a part of my routine, as a part of my workout routine as well. But I run. Running is a terrific way to lower your blood pressure. It's one of the best ways to do it. If you enjoy swimming, you can swim. When it comes to anger management, it can be anything that you find any kind of pleasure in. It can be a quiet pleasure. It can be a loud pleasure. It can be a monotonous pleasure if that's what you're into. Remember, we are about inclusion here, not exclusion, okay? Treat yourself. Don't cheat yourself. So there's a plethora of things that one can do. Um, if you don't like to run, you can walk. If you like to walk and you like scenic views, you can hike. How's that? Get to a place where you're able to manage your emotions, right? My wife has been really good with me when it comes to how I get annoyed or upset. And she's also made it so easy to speak to her about how I feel when I get in those spaces. And she's not doing anything. I mean, this is stuff that I'm working through within myself. So, yes, I do get frustrated with myself. And that's just me. I mean, some may think, damn, you hella hard on yourself. And my response to that is I am. I am. When it comes to the different ways of managing my emotions, working out is my go-to. I can hit the gym two and a half, three hours, no sweat. And my daily routine is two and a half hours. So staying, for me, staying in the gym, staying consistent with the workout, staying consistent with my mindful eating regimen, all of that combination together, that bundle, <laughs> that bundle helps to keep me centered. And then, of course, you know, as I said earlier, I got the meditation in there. Um, and look, even talking with my wife, having someone to talk to. Maybe you have a best friend or a friend you could call up and talk to and, and they can just be your soundboard. That's OK, too. Remember, this is about managing how you're feeling. OK, and I don't think everyone who has not everyone who gets angry is a bad person. OK, and not everyone who gets angry is going to pick up a gun. There are people that will do that. We hear about it on the news all the time. And I'm deeply sorry for each and every single person who has been impacted by gun violence. That's why there needs to be more done about people getting the mental help they need, having those resources be more available, and showing people the many different ways of how they can manage their anger. You probably know somebody when they drink, they get real pissed off. They get real ugly. Some people may say, yep, that's who they really are. Others may say mm, they have a disease. When it comes to anger and alcohol, that is an explosive combination. Let me tell you, I've been there. I've shared this with you guys before. 
The only way for me to live my truth and to consistently stay in that space is for me to consistently be sharing and be transparent. I've been in that space. Alcohol and anger is no good. It is no good. If you know someone or you yourself know that you have some anger issues, because remember, here at Living Your Truth, knowing yourself is major when it comes to living your truth. It's the one space and place we should all feel safe within ourselves. So don't be afraid to be honest with yourself as you get to know yourself. For me, hey, it's not always peaches and cream. I've had to go to the dark corners and I've had to reveal the ugly parts of myself just to be sitting here with you guys, just to be able to get through one day. See, when I stopped drinking, it'll be 10 years this coming April. And the experience of the peaks and the valleys of not sure, not knowing if I was going to be drinking the next day, anticipating drinking, but not wanting to feel the hangover. I would get angry with myself just going through that roller coaster of emotions. It's extremely frustrating when you're trying to kick one habit and you have a whole other problem that hovers over you. See, my anger for me hovered over me far too long, far too long into my young adult years. So bad to the point where people would affiliate that word with me. And the thing is, it wasn't like I was always in a pissy mood. It wasn't that. It was the way I would carry or handle myself in a stressful situation. I didn't care who it was with, like whoever the issue was with, it didn't matter, especially out in public, especially at the nightclub, especially, and you got alcohol and drugs on top of that. I was explosive. No question about it. No question about it. I'm lucky to be here. There's no doubt. This is Living Your Truth. I am Tavares. We'll be right back. Hey, you guys, Tavares here from Living Your Truth Podcast. I just wanted to say thank you so much to everybody who is on social media showing love. If you've liked a picture on Instagram or you liked a post on Facebook or Twitter, I see y'all. We appreciate it over here. Absolutely appreciate it because that's your time and that's your energy. Please Also, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast at. That is important. I want everyone to have access to the show, and I don't want you guys to miss any of the upcoming episodes ever. Set your alerts. Be sure to follow. We will follow back. Believe that. I will follow back. I will make sure. Okay? Excuse me. And real quick, I don't want to act like Things aren't happening over in Ukraine. Things are happening and they're bad. So I just want to send love and to let Ukraine know we stand with them. Remember, practice positive self-talk. Treat yourself. Don't cheat yourself. What you say? 
Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. I am him and we are going in. We're talking about anger management today. And so some people may think it's a mental disorder. I've been asked that question before. I've even asked that question before during my journey because I wanted to figure out what was up with me. I didn't like it. I don't like it. I don't like how I feel. It, for me, is emotionally exhausting, emotionally taxing. So much energy goes into it. We don't even realize it. So that's why we want to help people manage their emotions. And the only way I can do that is by sharing my experiences, my story, what I've been through. It's crazy. What causes anger issues? Well, many things. Anything can really trigger it, but, you know, usual, the usual suspects, we'll call them, stress. We already know that, right? Family problems, mm, infidelities, you know, um, you know, in one of my earlier relationships, uh, I would, and fellas, look, this is not a good look if you do this because your woman doesn't like it. And women, girls, ladies, they're going to, they'll probably say he's right. Um, we would argue over making love, over who was either going to make the first move or who wasn't making the first move often enough to get the situation started so that we can, you know, make love. And a dumb thing to argue about. Let me just say that. Dumb thing to argue about. It drives people, it drove us further apart than anything else. So don't argue about who's pursuing who. If you can, let it be organic. And the best way to have it be organic is to be present, okay? Be present, put in effort. That's all I'm going to say about that because for myself, that was a huge trigger for me. It really was. It bothered me, you know? Um, it sounded, and look, it's silly now. At the time, it didn't feel that way. At the time, my anger got the best of me and I would say things that I shouldn't have said, making the situation worse. So fellas, don't do that. Family, uh, financial issues as well. Excuse me, finance can get people angry, can get them real hot. Um, my wife and I are doing some great things with our credit. And uh, I am very, how do you say, I'm on high alert when it comes to our inquiries right now. If we burn an inquiry over something stupid, I'm going to be upset. Now, with that being said, I make sure, how do I manage that? I'm going to tell you right now. I make sure I'm very clear with the people that I'm doing business with. For example, we're getting some new life insurance policies. The underwriter has to run the credit. I was like, uh, hold up. Uh-uh, we ain't doing that. There has to be another way. Thank goodness our insurance guy over at Northwestern. What up, my man? Um, Dan, he called me and was extremely thorough. See, I like to think that, how do you say? I like to think that, Good begets good, so clarity begets clarity. So I like to think that because I was so clear with Dan, Dan was so clear with me, and we won't have an issue when the underwriter writes out our new life insurance policies. Just an example, okay? A lot of things can piss people off, 
Other things that could piss people off is messing with their car. Yep, messing with their phone, their, per- their, their personal possessions. Yeah, it sounds silly right now, but when you are up against somebody who has like a legit anger issue, oh, it's a big deal. Make no mistake. So I'm sharing this because for those of us who have the anger issue or have had them and are managing them better today, this is great information. And for those that don't, this is great information because you want to be in the know. You don't want to get caught behind an eight ball. We don't want that for you. So we covered, you know, it can be family, stress, uh, financial issues. For some people, anger is caused by underlying by an underlying disorder such as alcoholism or depression. Right. I've been asked that about myself. Do I think feel like I'm depressed? No, not at all. Don't even like using the word alcoholism. Yes. Yes. My mom drank while I was growing up. Um, it wasn't nothing heavy or, or you know, I thought out of control ever. Um, but it was consistent. You know, y'all ever watch TV and the first thing they do a lot of the times, the opening scene or the next scene is they walk into a room, an office, a lawyer's office, and there's always a nice tray with a nice crystal uh, pour and some matching glasses, tumblers, and they get to pour something on the rocks and it always looks really cool on TV. So anyways, my mom would have a tumbler after work often. So that was just something. Do I think it impacted me and my drinking career? Perhaps, perhaps. Remember what I said earlier. We are what we consume, right? Right. I don't have to drink it in order to consume it. If I see it often enough, I will remember every single detail about that particular action. So we are what we consume. Anger itself isn't considered a disorder, but anger is known to several mental health conditions as a major symptom. No, I'm not saying anyone's crazy out there. What I'm saying is, if you feel like you are looking for extra help or assistance, go after it. Go out there and get it. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Don't be ashamed. Don't doubt yourself and don't be down on yourself. Don't do any of that. I want you to love yourself the same way I've been able to love myself through the whole experience. See, that's the one consistency right there, love. Love for self. How else are you going to navigate this? The only way I've been able to navigate my anger and to be here today and not feel the way I felt even 10 years ago is I had to go through it. I couldn't go around it, couldn't go under it, wish I could many times, but couldn't, can't. And didn't. And love for myself is really what kept me going the entire time. I could have gave up many, many, many years ago. And I don't think anyone would have missed me. Or maybe they would have. I don't know. The point is, I didn't give up and neither should you because you are absolutely worth it. If you're struggling with something, go get the help. And if you think there's something a bit more sensitive then go get evaluated. Protect your mental health. I'm an advocate for that. I don't mess around with that. If you don't feel 100%, let's do what we can to get you 100%. If I don't feel 100%, I do all I can to get to 100%. And if I can't get there, you can bet that I will do a lot of research 
as to why I can't, as to why I cannot, excuse me. See, knowing self is best for self and health is wealth. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. We'll be right back. Hey, Tavares here from Living Your Truth with Tavares. Always take time for your mental health. You matter. You are very important. And many people love having you around. So take the time for your mental health. I know life can get crazy. I know we all get busy. I know we got to be here, there, here. Oh, yeah. And can't forget that meeting. I get it. But take the time to give yourself enough time so that you can cruise along into your day and about your day. There's no need to be playing catch up throughout the day. We all hate that feeling. I know I do. I can't stand rushing. It gets on my last nerve. So I do myself the honor and the privilege of giving myself a bit more time just so that I don't have to rush. There's no need to build up all that angst, all that cortisol inside your body, all that adrenaline. It's not good for you. So give yourself the time. And have a great day. We'll see you next week. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. I am him. Thank you guys so very much for being here with us today. We are talking about anger management. And I really, really, really want each and every single person listening today to take the time to just, you know, check in with your friends, check in with family. If you know anyone who appears to be suffering with anything, just check in with them, all right? I wanted to talk about real quick the angle arousal cycle. The anger arousal cycle is five phases. Trigger, escalation, crisis, recovery, and depression. Understanding the cycle helps us to understand our own reactions and those of others. The trigger phase is when an event gets the anger cycle started. We get into an argument or receive some information that shocks us. We feel threatened at some level and our physiological system prepares to meet that threat. Have you ever felt like that? I know I have. I know I have. Okay? It's a real thing. So again, if you know someone struggling with that, check in. And this is according to adm.viu.ca. All right? The second, the escalation phase is when our body prepares for a crisis with increased respiration, rapid breathing, hello, that's me right here, increased heart rate and raised blood pressure, muscles tense for action, voice may become louder or alter pitch, and our eyes change shape, pupils enlarge, and brow falls. Take note of these things next time you feel angry, your body stance may change as well. Uh, I'm guilty, how about you? Hey, we all about transparency here, baby, so... I'm not going to front. I've been there. Let's go to the next one. The crisis phase is when our survival instinct steps in. The fight or flight response. You've all heard about that. Our body is prepared to take action. Unfortunately, during this phase, our quality of judgment is significantly reduced and decisions may be made without the benefit of the best reasoning ability. Guilty. Again. Look. I bring this up because many people don't talk about it. 
men, us men don't talk about it. People in general don't like to call themselves out on their own BS. Okay. One of the main reasons I started living your truth with Tavares was I've shared this with you guys because I was, I'm going through a personal evolution and the best way I knew to combat or to manage that was to be transparent with myself. And I mean, to the core, regardless of how uncomfortable it would make me and trust me on this show, it's made me very uncomfortable, but that's the point. Remember earlier, I'm not trying to get comfortable. And for me, my journey, it's full of discomfort. I've caused it to myself and to others. And so, like I said earlier, if you know someone struggling with something, reach out to them, say hello, just check in on them. The next phase, the recovery phase, takes place after some action has resulted during the crisis phase. The body starts to recover from the extreme stress and expenditure of energy. The adrenaline in our blood leaves uh, gradually, excuse me, quality of judgment returns as reasoning begins to replace the, the survival response. Wow, dude. Earlier when I mentioned I get emotionally exhausted, that is exactly what I'm talking about right there. See, nothing sucks more than acting out when you're in phase three, the crisis phase. You're panicking. We've all panicked before. So you don't want to do something because you're panicking only to turn around and say, I'm sorry. Like, really? See, had you taken a beat, taken a moment, you wouldn't have to issue an apology. I've been that person so many times. And I'm going to tell you, man, you become a broken record real quick. And it is not a good look with the ones that you are in a relationship with because, well, they're not having it. And if they do put up with it, well, it's only a matter of time before they bounce. Okay, so I'm just saying. And for those that don't know, bounce means leave. I just want to be clear about that. And the last one, the post-crisis depression phase is the point when the body enters a short period in which the heart rate slips below normal so the body can regain its balance. Awareness and energy return to allow to assess what just happened. We may begin to feel guilt, regret, or emotional depression. Ding, ding, and oh, ding. I'm guilty again. Anger management is a real thing. I don't just look for cool titles to call the show so people listen. I do everything I can to have it relate to me. And on this particular season, the theme is knowing myself or getting to know myself as it pertains to my father because I don't really know anything about him. Other than what? His anger, his explosiveness, his violence, him trying to kill my mother. This is what I know of him. So I'm not completely shocked that I've experienced having anger management or anger issues. I'm not completely shocked. The, dig, the, the, the deeper I dig into myself, into my past, into my history, into my father's history and my mother's and their relationship, the more I'm able to make a little bit of sense 
as to why I feel the way I feel at times, as to why I have executed certain things the way I have in my earlier years, the reason why I was not good at breaking up, the reason why I have been maybe persistent in some areas in my life as opposed to others, the reason why I probably picked up drinking. Well, I won't say that's why I picked it up. I will say it definitely spoke or yeah, it spoke to my drinking career for sure. The depression, again, I didn't know it was that. I don't believe I've ever been, well, I probably have been depressed. I mean, I went through alcoholism for like a long time. So with that being said, again, like I said earlier, season four, is going to be real raw. So I got feelings coming up right now as I'm discussing this with you all, but that's okay because that's what this is about. I don't want anyone to run from themselves. Don't run from yourself. Don't run from how you feel. Don't run from none of it. Embrace it. Feel it. Take inventory. It's you for you. Remember that. If you guys have any comments, questions, or concerns, please feel free to always email us at livingyourtruthpodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us on the Twitter, as I love to say, or Twitter, at L-I-V-I-N-U-R Truth. And if you're on TikTok, Facebook page, or Instagram, we are at Living Your Truth Podcast. I want to thank each and every single one of you who has taken the time and given some of your energy to listening to today's show. This may have brought up some feelings for some of y'all. If some of y'all are in some violent and aggressive relationships, I encourage you to get out. I encourage you to love yourself. I encourage you to give it some space and some time and some room to breathe so each of you can get a moment of clarity. The whole back and forth about being anger and, 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 and apologizing is a nasty, unorthodox routine. You don't want to be in that. It's a vicious cycle. You do something, you say sorry, then you, you, know, you feel bad and then you try to make up for it. And then you do it. You don't want to do that dance. It's not healthy. So if you or anyone you know are dealing with that in a relationship, you don't deserve that and you don't have to stay in that. Until the next time, I want each and every single one of you guys and women and some kids that are out there probably listening to, to be the absolute best versions of yourself and live your truth. Peace. Happy holidays, y'all. Now, you know, you have to get something nice for that special someone in your life. So why not get them something to read? Like my book series, Kissed by the Wind, a book of poems and passions. Volume one and volume two available now on Amazon. Volume three drops April 30th, 2023. What you can do is go down to the episode description, click on my link tree link, and it'll take you right there. Remember, Kissed by the Wind. A Book of Poems and Passions, Volume 1 and Volume 2 available now. Volume 3 drops April 30th, 2023. In the meantime, be the best versions of yourself and live your truth. Peace. Next time on Living Your Truth with Tavares. No love. It's a cold world. Gotta keep a jacket, baby. On the next Living Your Truth with Tavares. 
Be sure to email us at livingyourtruthpodcast at gmail.com. And if you're on Twitter, we are at L-I-V-I-N-U-R Truth. And if you're on TikTok, Instagram, or Facebook, we are at Living Your Truth Podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Husk, what's up? Living your truth. I know what I want and I know what I need. Living my truth is really hard, but it's setting me free. Ain't got no time for the faking, cause the love is the point. If they knock me down, then I, I get up. Dust myself off, love myself in the best way. They want you to fall and have nothing to say. Don't make a move, don't make a move, don't make a sound. Don't make a sound. I've come too far, I've come too far to give up now. I know that's right. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares.